You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. G'day there, welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, uh, even though they said they were going to evict heaps more people, they evicted three more people. By they, I mean Kainga Ora. So uh, we'll look at this shortly. Uh, government's uh, spending like a. What do you spend like? It's not like a. No, it's, you charge like a wounded bull, you spend like a. It'll come to me. Um, and uh, is that why people are leaving New Zealand? Uh, and the ones who aren't leaving New Zealand, should they all move to Christchurch? But before any of that, uh, once again, the, the Prime Minister turned up to our show completely unprepared. Four times he did it this morning. Um, I don't have a copy of it with me now. I wasn't aware that you were going to raise it. Mine. I, well, I don't have all of the details of what the United Nations have done. Well, at both of those topics, Mike, if I'd known you wanted to discuss them, I probably could have argued uh, with you more on them. Um, Mike, as I said, it's another one of those areas where if you want specific facts and figures... I'm- so here's the problem. Unbeknownst to me, in the last number of years, we provide the Prime Minister with a very broad list of topics. In other words, if we were going to come out of left field and talk about, I don't know, Swaziland, we'd put that in the list and they go, oh, interesting, I wonder why he wants to talk about Swaziland. So we'd give them a heads up. In general, what we do is give them a list of everything that you would think we were going to ask about. State of the economy, state of crime, there's news this morning on Apotiki, Kainga Ora, I had that on the list, uh, I think it was on his list, it's not certainly on mine, we didn't even have time to get to it. So all the stuff that you would expect me to be interested in, you to be interested in, and probably most importantly of all, the Prime Minister to be interested in, and even more importantly than that, actually know what he's talking about. What we are not in the business of doing is handing out specific detail as to what area we will traverse, mainly, and this is on me, mainly because I've got no idea where the interview is going to go. I've got a broad idea of where we're going to head, a couple of the things I want to tick off in the morning, and depending on how he answers it, depends on where we go and how much time we spend on that particular subject. For him to come on this program and then start whining about how he hasn't been fully informed about what was going to be asked and what wasn't, go back to that interview and name me a single issue that was so out of left field that he can somehow legitimately claim he should have been forewarned to be forearmed because there wasn't a subject there. It involved hundreds of millions of dollars of New Zealand public's money and expenditure, and I would argue wastage, whether it was the Provincial Growth Fund, whether it was the United Nations programming, whether it was a Potiki being locked down, whether it was the recession, whether it was the current account deficit. These are all current headline stories in the news last week, this week, and presumably for the rest of the week. If you as Prime Minister can't come on a radio program and talk about the issues of the day as we would all understand them, then you don't deserve to be the Prime Minister. And sitting there bitching about not having a list in front of you is pathetic. Anyway, we look forward to his company next Tuesday. Not sure that he does. I don't know. Maybe maybe he enjoys it. The rewrap. It's all just a bit of fun, isn't it? It's all just about running the country. Uh, right, speaking of which, can we... What, what do we do about these people who just run riot? in Kayanga Ora housing uh, and terrorise neighbours and damage the property and what is to be done? Because apparently we can't throw them out. Uh, just the story floating around this morning, just an individual example of this Kayanga Ora. It, it's, it's, it's shocking, isn't it? It's just shocking. Tenancy Tribunal awards this one person $3,000 and as I said to Katie before 6 o'clock this morning, what's the point of that? 
So you go to the Tendency Tribunal and go and say they've done this, 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 and this. And they go, yes, we agree, it's not acceptable, have $3,000. For what? To clean the urine off your fence? So the case first ended up in the Tribunal in April of 22. It's ruled the agency had failed to take all reasonable steps to stop the neighbour's disrupted behaviour. Kyingora claimed, and this is where they lie, Kyingora claimed at the time it was in the process of relocating the troublesome neighbour, but more than a year later, the behaviour continued unabated. There were a flood of 90 complaints were received from the tenant between July of 21 and February of 22, after the organisation was giving a 14-day notice to stop the issues. When the tenant made her second application for compensation in November 2022, Kayanga Ora was still arguing that they were in the process of relocating the neighbour. I don't know how Megan Woods defends this nonsense. And this is why the government are going to lose the election, among many other reasons. They favour the thugs. They're friends with the crooks. If you're a low-rent scumbag, Labour's your party, and that's their problem. Wow. Sounds like they'll probably get heaps of votes from low-rent crooks and thugs, though. So that, that might work for them. The rewrap. So if they're not spending money on sorting out uh, Kainga Ora, uh, what are they spending? They're spending a lot of money, that's for sure. I think we can ask the question, given the numbers we've given you of late, around expenditure, for example. Expenditure of the government is up 596%. Astonishing, isn't it? 596%. Income. Their income, what we give them in tax, is up 300 and 34%. And as a result of that, their debt is up 482%. Now, if all of that isn't enough, the big question we asked this morning is, what is? How much is enough? When is enough? The economy this week will get its Q1 read on GDP, as we mentioned earlier. In other words, what we did in January, February, March. The importance of it is it needs to be a positive number. If it isn't a positive number, that will mean we are officially in a recession. The last quarter of last year went backwards by 0.6%. Now, a couple of things here. One, the banks are split. Some say we've gone up a little bit. Some say we've gone down a little bit too. Most, no matter what they say, all agree that it doesn't really matter because even though we might avoid a recession in an official sense, the reality things are pretty grungy right now and it feels like a recession whether it's officially ticked off as one or not. And three, for what it's worth, my guess is we are in a recession because if we went backwards in the last three months of last year, I can't see what radically changed after that. Over the summer months, I mean, did we do a bunch of stuff we didn't do leading into Christmas? No, we didn't. And if that theory holds true, ask yourself the next question. In April, May and now June, where we are right now, have things materially improved? No, they have not. So if we have no growth at the start of the year, why would we have growth now? And if you follow that logic, moving into the rest of the year, what changes? Well, maybe that budget money for infrastructure, maybe the immigration numbers lead to more people who spend a bit, but you could mount a pretty solid case that suggests we're in real trouble all year long. And that then leads you to look at the budget forecast that has growth of 3.2%. Now, that's not a typo, but it could well be a projection that came out of a dart and a board in the Treasury lunchroom because no one I know has the slightest idea how they came up with that figure. Anyway, by the time the election rolls around, we're in the economic doldrums, and the number one issue, as revealed yet again by the latest Curia poll out Friday, is the cost of living crisis, and if that isn't it, the number two issue is the economy more generally. So what has the government got to offer us in election year? Record tax, record spending, massive debt, and possibly a recession. Governments with records like that lose elections. Could it be that Treasury uh, just like, they, they've got a massive sort of thinking positive kind of policy? Could that be what it is? Because, you know, positive visualisation, I find that's a very effective tool to, like I say, run an entire country. The rewrap. Um, have people been listening to all this today and decided we've had enough, we're off? 
Parks. Now, we saw uh, we went to a couple of houses on Friday, I'm here to tell you. Now, they're on the market because the owners, as it turns out, are heading offshore. We've seen a couple more houses of late as well, actually. They were on the market too because the um, owners are heading offshore. That's a lot of people heading offshore, I thought to myself as I wandered through their house. Some are locals leaving. Some are people who have arrived and turned around. Uh, the most blunt message was they are leaving because they don't believe this country is the country they thought it is or was, and it's not for them. Now, I don't know specifically what all these people do, but they're all successful in their own field. They all have money, they all have businesses, and they're all leaving. Now, these things go on all the time, of course. That's what immigration is, people coming and people going. But as I raised last week, the story is much more than numbers. Who is leaving and why? And what money and investment and talent do they take with them? And is it offset by the people arriving? Now, there seems, thank the good Lord, that the number arriving is going to outnumber the number of people leaving, and that can't help in some ways be a good thing. We're desperately still short of people. I note just Friday, Hospo Industry, with their latest survey, still tell us the bulk of the sector has labour trouble, so I'm not sure how many people need to arrive here to alleviate that. Also important to note that the overall arrival departure figure, when broken down, doesn't look good against Australia. We are losing that battle badly. But the people who are selling, whose houses we have been through, are all off far and wide. Middle East, Asia, Europe, America. And having been through a lot of houses over the years, this is highly unusual. In fact, I have never seen it before to the degree I'm seeing it at the moment. And yes, it's anecdotal. Of course, it's anecdotal. I mean, maybe half a dozen people or so are leaving the country and I just happen to have stumbled upon all their houses. But I doubt it. Something is amiss in this country. The mood, the vibe, the malaise that we have talked about extensively on this program is real. And the outworking of that is, for some, well, it's action. They're out of here. You always hear the stories, of course, the threats. I'm over this place. I'm out. Easy to say. Hard to do. So when they do as they clearly are with these property listings, you have to register that some very bright, very successful people are walking away. And the tragedy is, in most of these cases, we know why. Now, the question here is, though, have they actually left the country? The rewrap. Or have they just moved to Christchurch? Quick housing update part two. Gave you some numbers earlier on this morning. Main from the bank suggesting, unfortunately, I had to give you the news that ANZ have put up their mortgage rates yet again. But uh, the other news was all banks seem to think that we bottomed out and they're expecting some sort of, not spectacular, but some sort of growth over the ensuing months. I think Kiwi Bank were the outlier who said, look, we probably think it's at the bottom, but we probably wouldn't mind a bit of spring information uh, before we make up our minds fully. Anyway, the other um, part of this today is the Trade Me Property Price Index for May. Uh, they too say there are signs things are levelling out. May's national asking price is down 10.5% which is eased off from 10.9%. So in other words, everything's slowing down. Still going backwards, but at an increasingly slow rate. For the first time, uh, we see the West Coast going backwards. I mean, everyone's gone backwards, but the West Coast has is, is held up brilliantly. Uh, but they're down this time z- minus 0.1, so I wouldn't freak out about it. The only properties in the country to increase an average asking price year on year, and I always slightly, I mean, there's nothing wrong with trading me, but you know, asking price is not what it sells for, so I don't know why they track this, but they do. Anyway, the only place that's seeing an increase in asking price year on year is, of course, Christchurch. Why do I want to move to Christchurch? I'm seeing it, I'm feeling it, I'm vibing it. It's Marbo. Christchurch apartments are up 10%. Christchurch's larger houses, five-plus bedrooms, have gone up 7.5%. The average asking price for a five-plus bedroom house in Christchurch is now 1.221 million. Uh, Christchurch is New Zealand's city of the moment, quote unquote, with real energy and momentum. 
And I tell you what, when trade me sees it, everyone sees it. Now, I know that Christchurch's been spending a lot of money on those brands, those strap lines. You know, Christchurch, they're sort of dumping the garden city. Why don't you adopt Christchurch, the city of the moment? I mean, what could be So, so we're not going with my suggestion of it's not about the car parks? No. No, okay, we've reduced right. Christchurch, the city of the moment. How about Christchurch? We used to be quite good at rugby. Too soon? You think I should wait until Chiefs has beaten them? For, it's a, okay, all right. Just trying to get ahead of ahead of the game. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that's the tagline for this podcast. The rewrap. Always ahead of the game. Mm. No, nobody's buying that, are they? Uh, but anyway, we will be uh, back here again tomorrow when we'll be behind the game. So far behind, we'll be looking back at stuff that we've already played. See you then. The rewrap. The rewrap. For more from News Talk ZB, listen live, on air, or online, and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.